Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio. If we could make it into work, you better also make it into work. I'm actually going to send a memo saying that, hey, Ned made it. You have no excuse. Of course, this is a holiday, so there are some who are taking today off. But as far as the weather's concerned, if you're using that as an excuse, hey, all you do is drive the way you should if it is clear. And many people do not. They do not, but... Again, just take it slow, and uh, we're not a driving show, we're a sports show, and we're going to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City on Saturday night. wrong you are. Oh, I am? <laughs> you, right. you were there. All right, well, uh, shoot. Moi was not. I will tell you this, though. The uh, You take a look at the numbers. 409 yards of offense for Kansas City, 264 for Miami. I think that says it all. I don't think the cold weather was that much of a factor. I think it's more Miami's defense being totally beaten up uh, before the game even started. I think that probably figured in the mix. What do you think? I think it was the most complete win that the Kansas City Chiefs have had this season on all phases of the football. Um, I think there was a lot of talk in the media about how Tua had said that the whole cold was a mindset, and I go, that's spoken like someone that's never been in a situation like this. I don't care how strong you think you are. There's a certain point in which the human body can only withstand so much. I can promise you Tua did not walk the beaches of Waikiki no. with the temperature at that level. No, and I guarantee you he never... Oh, I was using Jay as an example, but a guy does afternoons here. He's from Hawaii in California, okay? I've been outside in cold weather, and he has literally... It's not that he's dumb, it's just he's never been in that situation to have the gear and understand what kind of preparation you need to take to be able to handle that. But... All in all, um, I think even even and you're right. Even the one touchdown that the Dolphins did had was a busted route that Tyreek just happened to make the best of, and it just got lucky. After that, they were done. And I, uh, I don't know. It was uh, it was great. I was gonna be really upset if I went through all that, went up to the game, tailgated, did everything for a, for an L. Oh, we got the dub. I just didn't think there was ever a chance the Chiefs were going to lose. They handled the Dolphins in Frankfurt, Germany. Uh, people forget Kansas City was up 21 to nothing in that game. It was 21 to 14 was the final score, but they were never in danger. And they, other than 10 to 7 being the score when Tyreek caught his uh, 53 yard touchdown pass, other than that, there was just never any danger. How about Patrick Mahomes being sacked? Zero times. Offensive line played really good um, against uh, normally pretty good Dolphins team, and he had time, and it looked like he was in control, which was really, really nice. Rashi Rice with uh, eight catches mm-hmm. and 12 targets. He's the new man. He's the one for whom they're going. Yeah, you've got Kelsey and some others in there, but the, the guy is ty- uh, Rashi Rice, the Southern Methodist kid, who really is doing very well. He's acclimated himself to the scheme that Andy Reid has and the other offensive coordinators have and handled it wonderfully. Of course, you don't go to SMU unless you've got a pretty good head on your shoulders. So, indeed, I think he probably does. They made a good choice there. And Kansas City will find out what happens to them next week. We'll find out later on today. I've been saying since probably week 10 that Rashi Rice should be RW1, and he definitely proved that and had better numbers than Tyreek Hill on Saturday night. So, uh... Yeah, I agree. I think Rushy's having a really good year, and um, it's good to see his development, and we needed him to develop that question. Now, let me ask you the the uh, auxiliary question here, and that is, at the end of the game, and you stayed for the whole game, you were there, 
how how much of an impact did it have on you as a fan? Now, this is not the coldest game ever, but it was, I think, ranked eighth somewhere along the line. It was line. the fourth coldest of all time, first coldest at Arrowhead of all time. Well, the first coldest at Arrowhead I can buy. Uh, the, the Green Bay one back, you know, 50-some years ago was deadly, and uh, they had other games in between. I, I thought it was eighth, but the fourth, regardless of that. How did you react? After the game? Well, how, how oh, during the game and afterwards? I mean, it, you know, uh, I've been I've been hunting, I've been duck hunting. I know what it's like to be in extreme cold like that. I've camped in the mountains in December before. I know, I know what it's like. Um, honestly, like I said in the broadcast with you guys on Saturday night, that was the coldest I really had been up until that point because I'd been inside a tent with propane heaters and we were good. Once I got out, I layered up and had my on-field cape on, and I was I was perfectly fine. I will say though, that after the yeah, it was after halftime. We went down the concourse, hung out, saw some people, went back up. I got a piece of pizza and a soda. I ate half of the pizza, took a drink of soda, put the soda down, ate the rest of the pizza, and when I went back to drink my soda, it's completely cold. Understand right? Yep. Uh, I read where they had what are called beer. warming yeah. stations. Oh, what, yeah, yeah. what are they? Well, that was the other thing. Um, Arrowhead, I think, did a pretty good job. There were certain locations where they had propane heaters, and then there were people just lined up in the rooms where you'd get on the elevator to go up that obviously didn't have enough layers on. Um, I will say the best the best decision I ever made was buying that ski mask. That was huge. And there were guys selling them out there. But, yeah, if you didn't bring the eye covering, you would have been – Curtain. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it had you needed everything covered the entire time. Now, in terms of the overall perspective of the audience, I am told, and it was written in some of the columns, there were noticeable numbers of NPCs. Um, like I said, there was probably about seventy thousand in there, which, considering the fact of how cold it was, seventy thousand. And like I had kept saying, you know, this was the that's the type of fan you want in those seats. Guy who can only afford a fifty dollars ticket because they're going to scream and they're going to make a noise, and we caused what two delay of games penalties. <laughs> so empty seats, my butt. Even if there were, it didn't matter because if we're able to cause two delay game penalties, obviously we were doing our job. How long did it take you to warm up? Uh, not bad. I mean, once we we met some people, kind of converged into one or two vehicles, and then brought everything into the stadium. So the second time I was the coldest was after the game when I was tearing all my layers off to get back into the car. That moment was very, very chilly. But other than that, it was good. Made it back down about 1 in the morning. So what about the anticipated revolt by the TV public because the game was the first ever playoff game on streaming? Okay, what about the result? We'll, we'll put it up for your decision here. NBC announced the numbers at 23 million viewers. Now, that also includes, it includes Miami and Kansas City, where the game was shown on over-the-air television. That's Everything not fair. Else, no, I don't think so either. I think that reduces the number by quite a bit. Yeah. But, but not all that significantly. Nonetheless, 23 million, which is the all-time record that will going to be the all-time record. It's the very first game ever, a playoff game, but for streaming, NBC particularly happy. And just as we've said all along, this is the way of the future. This is what all the teams are going to do. This is how the NFL, how Major League Baseball, how probably the NBA and NHL, this is how it's going to be seen by streaming, and you will have to pay a little bit more. That is the nature of what they do. I really would like to see the number without the on-the-air 
Because it wouldn't just be it wouldn't just be the Kansas City market. It'd also Miami. be the Miami market yeah, I too. Miami. And yeah. Kansas so City. so what what what's Kansas City? Two million. Yeah, but you can't you can't figure it's twenty three million for the total audience. Okay, two million probably not watching that. Uh, it's because when you have a locally a local telecast like that, you'll have the majority. Yes, and Miami, which is probably what about five or six million somewhere around there. It's, it's in the millions. It takes the number down a little bit, but it's impossible really since they lumped them all together to figure out how much that is. It is down a little bit, but Mike, regardless, it's not that significant. It's still pretty good. I'd say probably if you marked off the regional that we're talking probably, what, 15 to 18? I'm, I'm going to say 17. Yeah, that's what, that's in my, in my mind. And we, we didn't go too far in math, so don't, uh, don't, don't take too much credit in that. Keep in mind, uh, I'm, TV's my industry. That's what I was in. I'm not for that at all. Well, no, and again, it's a money, it's a gouge, is what it is. Especially since, uh, especially, I think they should at least open. I get it in other states where it doesn't really matter. I mean, if you're in uh, Nebraska or, or well, maybe Nebraska, it, or actually, maybe the Omaha area, uh, <laughs> Utah. Okay, there are not a lot of cheese fans in Utah, so I get that. But in, at least in the state of Missouri. In summer, Kansas and Nebraska, let us in Oklahoma. Let us watch it. So I guess we found out who them boys are. After yesterday, didn't we? Oh, my, my. <laughs> Boy, Dallas. This is interesting, too, because Dallas, the score looks uh, deceptively close. Dallas loses to the Green Bay Packers by a score of 48-32 to 32 is the final score. But the interesting factor is that Green Bay was up 27 to nothing, And you knew it was going to take a miracle comeback for the Cowboys to win it. They did make an attempt at it. They did score. But the Green Bay Packers knocked the Dallas Cowboys out of the playoffs. Houston Texans got a win on Saturday over the Cleveland Browns. Detroit Lions beat the Los Angeles Rams 24-23. The Lions' first win in 30 years. And that by win, I'm talking about the playoffs, of course. First playoff victory for Detroit. Oh, they're celebrating in Motor City. There are two games today, one of which had to be postponed from yesterday. That's the Buffalo Bills-Pittsburgh Steelers game. And the others, Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. We'll see how those things work out. And then the first round of the playoffs will be history, and the Chiefs will play again next weekend. Uh, the Steelers win. The Chiefs will then host the Texans at Arrowhead. The Bills win. We go to New York. I thought the Steelers were coming to Kansas City. No, the Steelers are the lower seed. The low. So it yeah, Houston, yeah. Comes Houston comes to Kansas City. Steelers go to, go to Pittsburgh. Baltimore. Well, yeah, of course, but that's how that thing works. Because uh, if again, we'll, we if Buffalo wins, we'll go to Buffalo, and then who knows down the road? And who knows what it might be doing at Buffalo? Yep, 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 yep. In fact, today's game is not going to be very pretty. But the governor of New York, who actually forced the postponement along with the NFL of Sunday's game, said no matter what, they play today. Saw some photos and some video of a bunch of kids shoveling that stadium, Did getting paid the twenty one bucks. Where the kid got on the slide. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm, that that definitely has gone viral. Bare chested and it's, and it's zero degree, buddy. You need help. <laughs> yeah, well, you can do that stuff when you're kids, but we'll see, uh, and we will definitely let you know um, what happens uh, with the Chiefs if those teams win. When we will have the next Ned Talk pregame show. All right. A lot of people also in town this weekend for the Tournament of Champions. Always a lot of fun to see some of these prep schools that you know. Some of these players are going to be NBA stars probably within the next 10 years. Well, the team that won it is the number one team in America, Paul the Sixth from Fairfax, Virginia. And they won it 
relatively easily with a 71-53 victory over St. John Bosco from Allen, California. That was the championship game. Third place goes to McEachern from Georgia. Fifth place to St. Louis Fashion, which is a very good team. And seventh place to Springfield Central, which is a very good team. And they had this uh, slam dunk contest, and a kid from Central, the Brooks kid, won the thing. So it was a lot of fun, a lot of great entertainment. That's the Bass Pro Shops Tournament of Champions. History for 2024. MSU Bears kind of had a down couple weeks uh, leading into this weekend. They got a chance to make it up on Saturday. Were they able to do that? They were by 10 points over Evansville, which they needed to win. Mike, there's, there was no option here. The Bears had to win it. 74-64, the Bears beat the Aces. And they, this time, the Bears, they came to play. N.J. Benson, who's a big kid underneath, had 22 points. They relatively didn't even show up for the other game that they had. And then the Bears in the paint. That's where Missouri State dominates, 36-18, to with points in the paint over Evansville. That's a big win. Hey, the Bears, maybe they're coming back now. I still think, I maintain, despite what's happened, that they are a pretty good team. Well, time will tell, but uh, at least they're winning the ones they absolutely have to win. How'd the other uh, area teams make well, out in the Lady tournament? Lady Bears played last night. At Illinois State lost 85-78, and that is the Lady Bears' first Missouri Valley Conference loss of the year. Both of the Drury teams won their games over Missouri S&T for Rolla, and both Southwest Baptist teams lost to Maryville out of St. Louis. So it kind of a pick-em-choose-em weekend for the winners. Ned, we got plenty of sports left to talk about. Unfortunately, they've all frozen, so we'll have to wait till they thaw out. I'll see you tomorrow. You be safe. Stay warm, sir.